Welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. Vialto is your ally in mobility, tax and immigration solutions. We spark meaningful growth for your business and your people. At Vialto, we push the boundaries of global mobility, powering positive outcomes in business and beyond. Our teams partner closely with you, providing extensive expertise and seamless tech-enabled experiences so you can mobilize a dynamic global workforce and unlock potential. Hi, and welcome to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Delto Partners. This episode is a part of Series 2 of our collection of employment tech podcasts. In this series, we are discussing year-end preparation for territories which do not have a calendar year-end. I'm Grace Huang, and I am an employment tax partner with Delto based in Singapore. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Sandy Agawa, a partner based in Mumbai. Today, we're going to discuss what employers need to consider in preparing for year-end in India. So, Sandeep, what actions do employers need to take now in order to prepare for year-end in India? Thank you, Grace. Year-end is marked as one of the busiest time in the compliance calendar of an employer. This is because there are a wide variety of activities to be conducted by the employer at this time of the tax year. I can give some examples. So, first, is like verifying the declarations made by the employees with regard to their eligible deductions with the supporting documents submitted by the employees. Under the Indian tax laws, the taxpayers are eligible to avail certain deductions from taxable income. These deductions can be claimed for the eligible expenses or investments like payment of life insurance premium, investment in specified funds like provident fund, donations to the registered organizations, house rent payment, medical insurance premium, and so and so forth. At the start of the year, employees may voluntarily declare their eligible expenses or investments they anticipate making during the year to the employer in the required forms and format to enable the employer to estimate their tax liability on the salary income. Based on these declarations, employer would compute the estimated tax liability at the beginning of the year and start withholding necessary taxes every month. However, at the year end, employers are required to obtain proof from the employees for the declarations made to finalize the tax calculation. These declarations are given by the employees in a specified form, Form 12BB, with self-verification about the correctness and completeness of the information and documents provided by them to the employer. The second important item is bonus and stock option. Another important exercise would be identifying the employees and cross-border assignees who would receive trailing income and deduct taxes as applicable on such income. Most companies declare a bonus at the end of the year or there is a deferred bonus incentive plan which generally gets vested at the end of the year. Similarly, stock options under the employer share plan generally get vested to the employees at the year end. If these employees or cross-border employees are in India during the performance period for which bonus is paid or having service 
period in India during the grant to West period, then such receipts are taxable in India and necessary taxes are computed on such income. Employers are required to track all these cases and allocate the bonus or stock option income to the India service period. And on such taxable income, necessary taxes are required to be withheld. The third important item is finalizing withholding tax calculation. One of the most important activities to be conducted by the employer is finalization of the withholding calculations for the year. Employers have to ensure that they are accounted for all the payments benefits provided in the annual withholding calculations. A true up of the withholding calculation is required in situations where exchange rates are required to be updated or trailing payments have to be accounted. The taxes deducted for the month of March are required to be deposited by the employer by 30th April. In normal cases, it is to be deposited by 7th of the next month. In case there is a short deduction or delay in payment of taxes, then there are interest and penalty implication for the employer. Thus, it is essential for the employer to finalize the annual withholdings with utmost caution. The fourth important compliance is annual ETDS statement. In India, employers are required to file quarterly TDS returns, also known as ETDS return. These returns compile quarterly details of salary income and taxes paid for each employee. The details of the salary and taxes deducted are mapped with employee's tax identification number called PAN. Once the employer files the ETDS statement, the details of the income and TDS gets reflected in the employee's tax credit form called Form 26AS. The annual ETDS return not only comprises the details of the last quarter but also covers the annual information related to the employees. The annual quarter 4 ETDS statement is required to be filed on or before 31st May 2023. In case of delay, there would be a fee and penalty implication for the employer. The last compliance item for the employer is the annual salary certificate. It is called Form 16 and Form 12BA. Once ETDS return is filed, the next step would be to issue a salary certificate to each employee. The salary certificate contains detailed breakdown of income, paid and benefits provided to the employees during the year. The employer is required to download the Form 16, both Part A and Part B, from the income tax portal called Traces and need to prepare Form 12BA for the perquisites or benefits provided to the employee. The details required or reflected in Form 16 flow from the quarterly ETDS statements filed by the employer. Employers are required to digitally sign the Form 16 and issue it on or before 15th June of 2023. In case there is a delay in issuing Form 16 or Form 12BA to the employee, there would be a penalty implications to the employer. So Grace, you can notice that there are a lot of compliance to be done by the employer at the year end and these are very, very critical and important. Indeed, Sandeep, this is very insightful. In your experiences, what are the typical issues that we see arising for employers when completing the year-end processes? So Grace, a portion of the year-end compliance period coincides with the compliances of the new tax year also. And therefore, it has it is very important that both the activities are conducted parallelly 
and some of the typical issues which may arise uh, one of them is contribution made by the employer to the employee's account in the prescribed retiral funds like pf nps and superannuation and if it is exceeds 750000 inr the excess is taxable in the hands of the employee not only that even the annual accretion by way of interest or dividend credited to the account of the said excess contribution is also considered taxable we have generally seen that employer faces a challenge in collating these data therefore it is very difficult for them to compute the taxes on or before 31st march what we suggest to the employer that take necessary exemptions and complete the tax calculation a true up calculation can be done once they get the right data another important item is non resident and not ordinary resident in india are not taxable on income received and accrued outside india if employees or cross border employees are non resident or not ordinary resident and are receiving payments like bonus deferred bonus stock option income for the period of service outside india then such payments should be taxed in proportion to their india period during the tax year we have generally seen that necessary apportionments in this regard are not carried out and which results into higher income being offered to tax and then employees need to claim a tax refund in his personal tax return one more important item i can mention here that cases where split payrolls are maintained and which happen in mobility cases it is important that overseas pay slips and pay stubs received within the timeline to minimize the interest exposure also considering that books of accounts would be required to be closed by the employer in the month of march necessary provisions of for overseas salary details is required to be made in case actual pay slips are not available employers tend to miss out the compliance activities of the employees who had left india in the during the previous tax year and are now receiving any payment or benefits in connection with their indian employment period this could result in a situation of non compliance therefore a proper tracking of cases that have left india in the previous year and receiving benefits in the current year is required to be maintained to avoid non compliances and consequential financial exposure of interest fee penalty etc last but not the least the filing of an etds return is one of the most tedious task to be undertaken in case details of the salary benefits taxes withheld and deposits are not filed correctly in the etds return by the employer it would result into the incorrect details in the form 26 as and form 16 which is a salary certificate of the employee on the account of this mismatch of data there is a chance that the tax authority will pick up the case for the tax audit in salary certificates we have generally observed that the employers do not capture the details of exempt income exemptions deductions claimed by the employee appropriately also many a times we have observed that the classification of the perquisite benefits provided to the employee is not captured correctly in the salary certificates such salary certificates would be required to be revised once discrepancies are identified while there could be other practical challenges that an employer may face these are some of the typical issues or challenges employer face while completing their year end compliances these are very useful tips for employers to take away looking ahead sandeep 
What are your three key items for employees to consider in advance of the new tax year? Thanks for bringing up this question, Grace. It's important for employees to keep themselves updated on the changes in tax laws, especially related to personal tax, as any change proposed in this area may impact their take-home income. The Indian Finance Minister tables annual budget for the upcoming tax year in February each year. So there are a few key items. One of them is the choice of tax regime. Currently, there are two tax regimes in India, old tax regime and new tax regime. Tax rates and deductions would vary depending on the tax regime opted. Until now, which is current financial year 2022-23, unless an individual opt for the new tax regime, taxes would be computed under old tax regime by the employer. One of the major changes proposed in this year's budget is to make the new tax regime a default tax regime, which means an option to continue under the old tax regime would still be available. However, in case no intimation about the regime choice is provided to the employer, they would compute the taxes as per new tax regime. Employees will have an option to change the tax regime at the time of filing their tax return. Another key item is declaration of eligible deduction. So employees need to provide or declare their investments and eligible expenses which they plan to make during the year to their employers. Based on these deductions submitted at the year, at the start of the year, the employer would estimate the taxable income for the year and start deducting taxes every month. The last item would be payment of advanced tax. Individuals are required to estimate their taxable income for the year and determine whether they are liable to pay tax liability in advance in prescribed quarterly installments. These are basically on their personal income. In India, the individual taxpayers are required to estimate income for the year and pay taxes on the same during the year in the four installments if their tax liability exceeds INR 10,000. Advanced taxes are required to be deposited in four installments and the first installment of advanced taxes required to be paid by 15th June each year. Again, non-payment of advanced tax would attract interest. So Grace, you must have noticed that there are a lot of penalties and interest in the Indian income tax law and if compliances are not done in time or accurately, employer or employee would end up paying interest and penalties. Thank you Sandeep for your sharing. I learned a lot today and thank you to our listeners for joining us today on Velto's Employment Tax Podcast Series. We hope it was time well spent for you. In the other episodes in this series, we'll be talking to experts in relation to year end preparation for other territories with upcoming year ends. So keep an eye open for additional episodes. On the Move is all about helping you tackle topics in the world of employment tax and other topics that can help you better anticipate the challenges and opportunity that come with operating a global workforce. If you'd like to learn more about what Velto does, you can visit our website at www.velto.com. Until then, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to On The Move, the global mobility podcast brought to you by Vialto Partners. For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R.
Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.